Hello and welcome back to Harvey's Huddle. I'm your host, Jackson Harvey. It's good to be back with you. It's been a few weeks uh, since we've had any episodes going on. I need to apologize for that. I've had quite a busy schedule, uh, but we have been quite active on social media. You're missing out if you're not following us on Instagram. It's at Harvey's, Harvey's Huddle. We're on Twitter as well, at Harvey's underscore Huddle. We're also on Facebook. You can get all of our content anywhere you go. Uh, we're making reels. We're making posts. We're doing everything. And I've been pretty actively tweeting uh, almost as much as I can with uh, every game going on Sundays and Mondays and Thursdays when I can. I'd, it's been a crazy first two weeks in the NFL. And probably last week, week two, was one of the most exciting weekends in my time just watching the NFL. I think it's been an absolutely phenomenal first two weeks. I couldn't ask for anything better, and everything's everything's just going really smoothly. Not, and I want to just knock on wood here because, like, no super crazy injuries. Like, things are seeming to go as according to plan, uh, but we'll see how that goes down the stretch. Uh, I want to start off with something a little new here. I want to go through something called a rookie review. Look at a few rookies that are really excelling uh, in the NFL after two weeks, uh, but especially especially last week. Let's talk about the Jaguars. Uh, I always like talking about the Jaguars first, you know that. But their two first-round picks, Devin Floyd and Trayvon Walker, have been phenomenal. And if not phenomenal, then absolutely very strong in their first two games. Uh, Lloyd leads the Jags in tackles with 17, 11 of which are solo tackles. He also has one interception and three passes defended in those two games. And Trayvon Walker has six tackles, five solo, uh, one tackle for a loss, two quarterback hits, a sack, and an interception. And I believe there are two out of only four rookies that have an interception after two weeks, which is uh, quite incredible if you ask me. Both of them coming out of Jacksonville where not a lot of people had hope, but that Jags defense looks solid after two weeks, uh, pitching a shutout and doing a pretty solid job against a really fast and uh, surprisingly efficient, maybe, uh, high scoring, higher scoring than people thought, Washington Commanders. Uh, let's talk about Aiden Hutchinson when we're talking about defense. He has three sacks after two games, seven tackles, uh, five of which are solo, and three quarterback hit, hits as well. Uh, the Lions defense, we're going to talk about it a little later, but they haven't been phenomenal. Uh, but he's been a big part of their game plan and of their uh, defensive front, and he's been a do doing a pretty solid job uh, in the defensive game. Uh, the Jets rookie class is something I want to highlight last. Let's talk about their week two. The week two was insane for the Jets. Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson were just possessed. Uh, they accounted for, let me do some quick math here, 162 yards of offense and four touchdowns between the two of them. Yeah, that's 162 yards of offense and four touchdowns. In their win against Cleveland. Uh, Brees Hall, he rushed seven times for 50 yards and a touchdown. He also had a reception touchdown for 10 yards. 
Garrett Wilson, he caught eight of his 14 targets on the day for 102 yards, two touchdowns. And so he's got two touchdowns in that. And the other six catches, all first downs. Great job. Efficient job by Garrett Wilson. Uh, they seem like they're going to be focal points for this offense. And I I love what Joe Flacco's doing with the uh, Jets offense, but I can't wait to see... Zach Wilson come in and see kind of the young spark that he can get in there and uh, see how well he uses Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall because they seem to be solid, solid, solid pieces that the New York Jets can use for years to come. Uh, if you have any more rookie uh, reviews that you want me to look at, shoot me a message, tweet at me. About some rookies around the NFL. I can't really keep track of all of them. There's a lot of rookies, of course, but trying to figure out the best rookies and, and highlighting them in every podcast that I do. Let's talk about the top five teams. So historically, I've done a top 10 uh, with this rookie review that I'm trying to do. I'm going to try to trim it down to a top five. At uh, number five, I have the Chargers. They're all around a solid team. I think they're one of the most well-put-together teams all around, but... Injuries are starting to stack up here. They are in real danger of losing to the Jaguars on Sunday, if especially if Herbert doesn't play. But even in my opinion, if Herbert does play, you're going against a Jacksonville team that has proven they can get to the quarterback. And uh, your, uh, your offensive line for the Chargers hasn't proven they're able to keep defenders away from the quarterback. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens if Herbert plays, if he doesn't play. Uh, but I think they're in pretty rough shape and they're in a, probably the most prime position this week to get upset. I, I, I believe and number four, I have the Baltimore Ravens. Now you might be thinking, Oh, you have the Ravens. Where are the dolphins? You have them in number three. I don't have the dolphins here at all. Uh, talk about them later, but uh, the Ravens are fantastic. Their offense, I don't know if you can tell, but gone are the days where you can make fun of the Ravens' offense for being a run-only team. I mean, Lamar Jackson looks great throwing the ball. He looks fantastic running the ball. Uh, he's making it look like a huge mistake that uh, the Ravens didn't sign him in the offseason to, uh, to an extension. It's looking like he's looking to make some more money here this season, and he's doing a fantastic job both in the air and on the ground. Defense might have collapsed a little bit on Sunday, but you know what? It happens, and I think this team is going to be a perennial powerhouse in the AFC North all season long. At number three, I have the Chiefs. They had a solid, gritty win against the Chargers, but the offense needs to continue to improve. I mean, every time the offense puts up kind of a stinker like they did on Thursday Night Football, there's going to be talk about, oh my gosh, they're they're really missing Tyreek. You need to be spreading the ball more, and receivers need to be getting open downfield. Otherwise, you're going to have tough games like that all year long. Number two, I got the Eagles. Um, they score at will, it seems like. They look fantastic. On the offensive side of the ball, their defense is solid, strong, and pretty scary to go up against, if you ask me. But they look really good through two weeks. We'll have to see how they're able to hang on to that in the coming weeks. At number one, I mean, I, you already know. I, Buffalo is just absolutely 
just dominating everyone. And I I think Buffalo, I know Buffalo is the number one team. And I would be surprised if they ever come off of that number one spot this season. I, I think they're going to spend the entire season in that number one spot for anyone's power rankings. And if they don't, I think you're stupid. <laughs> Honestly, I, I think the Bills are the most complete team in the league. They have the best offense. They have the best defense. And I think it shows on the field, and it has shown it with two really strong opponents. You had the number one seed in the AFC last year, and you had the Super Bowl champion uh, in the NFC last year as well. And you beat them combined scores 72 to 13. Or 72 to 17. Like, it's, it's, uh, it's crazy what they've been able to do. And the Bills definitely deserve that number one spot all year round, in my opinion. Uh, two games. Let's talk about some previews for games. Uh, let's. We're talking about Buffalo right now. Let's keep talking about Buffalo. Buffalo is heading to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Two teams that just blew the roof off of everyone in week two. The Bills' entire team, like I just said, is elite. I think if you ever want to show someone how to play football, show them a clip of the 2022 Bills after two weeks because they are just playing prime football. You'll have to find another team to talk about punting, but even then, the Bills' punts always turn into muffs, so they're doing a fantastic job. Josh Allen went 317 yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, 26 for 38. In three quarters... Of the game against Tennessee. That's also without Gabe Davis, who should be back this weekend. Now, let's get serious a little bit here and talk about Tua Tagovailoa. I do not understand the hype going around him. Um, this guy had a great fourth quarter. Great fourth quarter. He scored four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. But let's pump the brakes here. Let's stop talking about Tua as if he's all of a sudden this elite quarterback. Are we not remembering the last two years? Can we not just remember the first three halves? Even the first seven quarters of the 2022 season? He was not doing well. He is not doing well. He's not being consistent. He had a great fourth quarter, like I said. It was fantastic to watch him throw air mails to Tyreek and Jalen and and find Gusecki in the end zone. It was a great job. He did a great job in the fourth quarter. But to talk about him as if he's one of these elite quarterbacks that all of a sudden has shown everyone what he's got, I I don't believe so. I'm not on the Tua train. I don't think I don't think he deserves the hype until if he can put up 30, 40 points against the Buffalo Bills here, sure. Then maybe I'll say, hey, Tua's got a little bit something here. Do I think he's going to be able to put 30, 40 points against the Bills? Absolutely not. I I do not believe that they will be able to do that. Uh, Tua, he was 36 of 50, 469 yards, six touchdowns, and two interceptions. Four of those coming in the fourth quarter alone. In the first three halves, though, of 2022, Tua had two interceptions, two touchdowns, two field goals, and six punts. That is not a stat I want from my quarterback if I think he's this elite leader. I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Awful first three halves of 2022. I don't think this is even close. Quit over hyping the guy. Bills win this 
47 to 17. Could get to 50s. Could get to 60s. I don't think Josh Allen is going to play a full game again. So, yeah, Bills wiped the floor with these guys. Uh, let's talk about Detroit and going to Minnesota. Uh, Detroit has the surprise offense of the 2022 season so far. They are second in the NFL behind the Buffalo Bills. They've scored 71 points for in two games. However, they're also second last in the NFL in terms of points against, and they've allowed 65 points against. So that's only six points separating the two uh, points for and points against there. Jared Goff, he went 20-34, 256 yards, four touchdowns, and no interceptions against Washington. Amon Ross St. Brown, he had nine catches on 12 targets for 116 yards and two touchdowns. Williams and Swift are split in the backfield pretty evenly in terms of yardage, but Swift needs to get healthier. Uh, Williams seems like the healthier back, so he's going to get more looks, but Swift is continually questionable, and he needs to be healthy. The Vikings struggled on Monday Night Football. Cousins went 27-46, 221 yards, one touchdown and three picks in the losing affair. Jefferson only had six catches for 12 targets for 48 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, I think this Minnesota team is going to be able to look for a lot of mismatches on the Detroit defense. I think Detroit has been giving up a lot of points. They gave up an insane amount to uh, the Eagles, I believe like 38, and they gave up in the 30s maybe 27 to the Washington Commanders and Carson Wentz. I can't imagine what Kirk Cousins is going to be able to do with Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, and Adam Thielen. So I think this is going to be quite the high-scoring affair. I think the Detroit offense should be able to work pretty well. But I uh, I have Minnesota winning this one 34-31. Uh, Kirk Cousins is going to be able to get it done because uh, he's not in the highlights right now. He's not in the spotlight. It's not under the lights of a primetime game. <laughs> uh, well, let me know what you think. Head over to my social media pages on Instagram at Harvey's Huddle, on Twitter at Harvey's underscore Huddle, and on Facebook to see the other predictions for my other games and to just interact with the other content that we have. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. I'm Jackson Harvey. This has been Harvey's Huddle. Take care.